Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. Happy Tuesday, faithful listeners. Thank you for tuning into the P40 Ministries podcast with your host, Jen. And I hope you had a fantastic Labor Day weekend and were able to eat lots of hot dogs and hamburgers. But let's get back to our normal routine of reading the Bible. So we're going to be reading Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. And this chapter is really interesting, I believe, because it is one of the most detailed accounts of an exorcism that Jesus performs. And this is one that you've probably heard before, especially if you've been listening to the podcast for a while. This this story was also mentioned in Matthew. And uh, this is the story of the demon-possessed man who was so strong that literally no one could uh, tame him, basically. So let's go ahead and read this. I will be reading uh, the W.E.B. version of the Bible. They came to the other side of the sea, into the country of Gadaranus. When he had come out of the boat, immediately a man with an unclean spirit met him out of the tombs. He lived in the tombs. No one could bind him anymore, not even with chains, because he had been so often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the fetters broken into pieces. Nobody had the strength to tame him. Always, night and day, in the tombs and in the mountains, he was crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and bowed down to him, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, you son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, don't torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He asked him, What is your name? He said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now on the mountainside there was a great herd of pigs feeding, and all the demons begged him, saying, Send us into those pigs, that we may enter into them. At once Jesus gave them permission. The unclean spirits came out and entered into the pigs. The herd of about two thousand rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned in the sea. Those who had fed the pigs fled and told it to the city and in the country. The people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw him who had been possessed by demons sitting, clothed, and in his right mind, even him who had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who saw it declared to them what happened to him who was possessed by demons and about the pigs. They began to beg him to depart from their region. As he was entering into the boat, he who had been possessed by the demons begged him that he might be able to go with him. He didn't allow him, but said to him, Go to your house and to your friends, and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he had mercy on you. He went his way, and began to proclaim in Decapolis how Jesus had done great things for him, and everyone marveled. So I'm going to start out by saying that probably everybody in this Decapolis region knew who this demon-possessed man was. He was probably very notorious in this region. And the Decapolis, where Jesus goes to, is actually a Gentile region. So it's interesting that Mark is talking about one story after the next after the next. First, Jesus is telling all those parables to the people on the shore. Then he leaves with his disciples to go to the other side, which would be a Gentile region. And uh, he goes into the boat, the big 
storm happens. Jesus calms the storm. The disciples then see the power of Jesus and believe him to be the Messiah. At least probably most of them do at this point. And then they come over to the other side of the sea and they're in this area called Gadarenus, which would be a in the Decapolis, which was a um, Gentile region. So it says that Jesus came out of the boat and immediately this man with an unclean spirit, or I should say many unclean spirits, came over to Jesus. He saw Jesus far away and ran over to Jesus and bowed down. Now, I think it's interesting that Mark says that immediately a man with an unclean spirit met him out of the tombs. I think that that's kind of funny that Mark just mentions that the the man had an unclean spirit, but doesn't mention the legion yet. Almost as if he's um, doing like a a twist to the story. Because, yes, the man did have a a demon inside of him, but he had many demons. So Mark doesn't mention that just yet, but allows that to come later on in the story. So it says that this man lived in the tombs and nobody could bind him anymore, not even with chains. So this guy was so strong and so uh, crazy, like he lived like a wild animal is basically what it says. And he was not clothed. He didn't wear any clothes either. So he was not in his right mind because he had so many demons inside of him that he gained this immense strength and so these demons were allowing him to do this crazy stuff where he was uh breaking chains and and stuff like that now of course chains were not as strong as they are nowadays because steel did not exist back then but whatever the kind of chains they had he was breaking them and this would have been a very powerful man that um that was able to do this kind of stuff. And it says that he was not in his right mind. He lived in the tombs where the dead were and he basically uh, would cut himself with stones and cry out all day and all night. This is how out of his mind this man was and how much these demons who were inside of him were torturing him. So then he basically comes over to Jesus, sees him from afar, runs over, falls down and says immediately, what do I have to do with you, Jesus, you son of the most high? And he screams at him. So it says here that he he bows down to Jesus and crying out with a loud voice. So in other words, he's yelling at the top of his lungs. <laughs> so he's like, what have I to do with you, Jesus? Because what had happened was Jesus had already said, probably as the man was like running over or walking over, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. So Jesus already knew right away that this man had issues and had already said for the demons to come out of him. And so <laughs> so maybe one demon did go because I don't think many if if this man did have um many unclean spirits inside of him and Jesus has come out of the man you unclean spirit, I don't think that the demons can disobey Jesus. So it's very possible that one went out of him. And that's just kind of my own take on that. So maybe when Jesus said that, one demon did come out of the man and the rest are still making this man pretty crazy. And so uh, the demons, or I'm sorry, the man with the demons bow down before Jesus and Jesus asks the demons, basically, what is your name? And so the demons say to him, my name is Legion for we are many. And I think that that's an interesting statement because, um, because Jesus already knew the name 
of these demons and what they were and that they were like an organized army basically inside this man. Now, an, a legion in Roman days was actually 5,000 troops. <clears throat> so this man had tons of demons inside of him. And we don't know if he had 5,000 in him, but we do know that there was a lot because we see that in a minute. So it says that Jesus asked their name. And this was for the bystanders because we know that there were bystanders. I mean, first off, there was somebody uh, herding pigs, probably watching this entire thing. Uh, there might have been other people walking past. It was more of a quiet country from everything I was researching. But Mark does explain that there were, in fact, bystanders watching this entire thing happening. So to the bystanders, I, I can imagine that the name Legion would scare the crap out of everybody. I would be terrified if some guy had a legion of demons inside of him. Now, Legion isn't really a word we use anymore. Uh, so maybe nowadays, if that happened, they would say we are an army of demons because we have, we have many demons inside of this man. So it says, uh, my name is Legion for we are many. And Jesus was expressly asking their names so that the bystanders could see the seriousness of this problem, that what was happening inside this man. So it says in verse 10, after the the legion gives their name to Jesus. It says that uh, they begged him so much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now, depending on what version you read, many of them say that he would not send them out into the abyss or send them out into um, the air. So it, it just depends on what version you read, but it basically all means the same thing. They wanted to be, they wanted to have a home. And Jesus talks about that with uh, demons often. He says that they want to find an empty home that they can overtake and destroy the person who they overtake. So these demons want to possess somebody. That is their nature. They want that. And they are more willing to go and terrorize a bunch of pigs than to go off into wherever and be sent away with with you know, into the air. They don't want that. They were terrified of that. And so now they're begging Jesus so much that he would not send them away out of the country. And so it says that there was a bunch of pigs feeding and the demons begged Jesus saying, please send us into the pigs that we can enter into them. And so Jesus gives them permission. He says, okay, you can, if you want to terrorize a bunch of pigs, go into the pigs. And so Jesus gives them permission and all of the unclean spirits at the same time come out of the man and enter into the pigs. And it says here that the herd of pigs was about 2,000. So this means that there had to have been at least 2,000 demons inside this man. Remember, a legion back then would have been 5,000 uh, soldiers. So we don't know how many demons this man had. But it's in order to possess every single one of those pigs, which was a, a herd of 2000, there was absolutely that number of demons that was able to go into each pig and possess them all at the same time. And it says that the, the pigs went out of their minds and they just ran down the steep slope and into the water. And now there's a place in the Decapolis that where people, many people think that this actually happened, where this Gadarenus uh, city is. There's actually a really steep slope near tombs that still exist to this day that many people believe that is where uh, this entire story happened and where those uh, pigs just flew off the slope and went into the water. Now, one other thing to mention is Jesus's complete authority 
over this man and over these demons. This was showing, Jesus was showing how much authority he had even over a legion of demons, an entire army of organized demons. He was doing this so that the bystanders and that his disciples and the man himself, the demon possessed man, could see how much authority Jesus had over unclean spirits. So it says that when the spirits entered into the pigs, immediately the pigs went wild and ran down the slope. So <clears throat> so the interesting thing is, it says in the Bible that uh, Satan comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Jesus was not only showing his power over the demons, but showing what demons are and what they want to be. They don't, they want to possess people. They want it. They want to kill. They want to steal. They want to destroy. They were destroying this man's life and they killed all of these pigs. They did this. It was them that killed these pigs. And Jesus was showing the true intention of these demons and what their intentions really are and what they want to do to people and what they want to do to animals and what they are. They are evil spirits who want to destroy people's lives and who want to kill and to steal and do everything else that they possibly can do that is uh, terrible. It says that actually in John 10 verse 10, where Jesus mentions uh, Satan comes to kill, uh, to steal, and to destroy. So this gives us a much more in-depth look as to what demons are and what their primary goal is. So I don't believe that... Um, we don't have demon possessed people anymore. I very much believe it's just as prevalent now as it was back then, because if these these demons here are so begging Jesus to let them enter into something or someone, then of course, they're still going to want that to this day. Why would they not? That, that is their goal. They want to be inside somebody so that they can uh, destroy. So I don't believe that we don't have demon possessed people. I just believe we're much more... Um, I just believe we are much more blind to it than we ever have been. <clears throat> and I also don't think, though, that we should go around saying people are demon possessed. <laughs> like, I don't believe that either when it's not happening. So I know that there is a um, I know that there is a balance to it that we can't just be like, oh, that person's demon possessed and, you know, get hyper focused on demon possession and stuff like that. I, I know that that's also not healthy, but I think it's also not healthy to say that this never happens and that people are no longer demon possessed or it doesn't happen around here. No, it, it definitely happens and we need to be careful and we need to be cautious. So um, the other thing I think that is really cool about Mark chapter five and the story is the fact that there is nobody that is beyond rescue. So this man, to everybody else, would have been beyond rescue. Imagine a person that was so violent and so out of his mind that he was unable to be chained. We would have thought this person was completely insane nowadays. He would be in a mental institution right now. This is the level of destruction this man was, was causing. This would have been an insane case nowadays. And so the fact that this man, who everybody back then thought was absolutely out of his mind, insane, it just goes to show that no one is beyond recovery. No one is beyond uh, help. We think sometimes that people, oh, that person could never get saved. But no, Jesus has all the power. And if he is working on somebody's heart 
absolutely they can be saved. And I don't think we should ever give up on somebody and say, oh, that person could never be saved because it's untrue. I mean, look at this man here. He was saved. It says that he is now sitting at Jesus's feet because the person who was feeding the pigs uh, rushed into the uh, country, the Decapolis, and was telling everybody, oh my gosh, here's what just happened. And so all the people come out to look at what's going on. And so Jesus once again has a multitude surrounding him. And it says that they came to Jesus and they saw the demon-possessed man, or the man who had been possessed by demons, sitting clothed and in his right mind. (laughs) And they were afraid when they saw this guy in their right mind. They were like, what in the world is this? And so it says that those who saw it declared, Declared to them what happened to him who was possessed by demons. So in other words, the bystanders who were who were watching everything tells the entire multitude, here's what happened. You know, this, this guy here, this Jesus person, he took these demons out of this man. This man had 2,000 or more demons inside of him. And look at him now. So they're, they're telling the entire multitude about what's going on. And it says, um, and they told about the pigs as well, which is a very important fact, because remember what Satan's uh, intention was. And these people now saw what evil spirits really were. And so it says that <clears throat> the people became so scared that they begged Jesus to depart from their region. They didn't want anything to do with him. They were terrified of his power. And this is just another area where I just wonder about this, because remember, we were talking about Exodus uh, just <laughs> last week, and I just get weirded out when people are like, we want nothing to do with God's voice or God's power. Maybe it's because I'm, I think it's super cool, but since I've never really heard God's voice or seen Jesus in the flesh or anything like that, I can't really understand what these people were feeling. But at the same time, I just wonder, like, why wouldn't you want Jesus around you to heal your demon-possessed people? So some people just don't want that power. They are afraid of it. They are afraid of God's power, except the man who was possessed by demons, which is so interesting. He was beyond recovery, and now he is the only one that desires Jesus's power and desires Jesus himself. And it says that Jesus was getting into the boat and the demon possessed man begged Jesus, please let me go with you. I want to go with you. I want to be one of your disciples. And Jesus tells him no. He says no. He's like, you don't come with me. He says, you are needed here in the Decapolis. And he says, go and tell everybody in the city and your family and everybody that you know, go and tell everybody what God has done for you and how God showed mercy on you, even though you had 5,000 demons inside of you. Go and tell everybody the miraculous power of God and the mercy he showed to you. And so it says that this man did exactly what Jesus said. He went into the Decapolis and proclaimed how Jesus had done great things for him and every single person marveled. They were beyond words. They were like, what? How in the world could this happen? Wasn't this? And you know, this is interesting because this man was the perfect, the perfect person to do this because he was notorious. As I said at the beginning of this episode, he was notorious. Probably everybody in the Decapolis knew to avoid this man. And now here he is proclaiming God's gospel in the cities. And this, he was the perfect person to do this because they could see with their own eyes that this man was completely changed through God's power. So friends, this was Mark chapter 5 verses 1 through 20. And I really liked talking about this particular portion. I enjoy the history aspect of it. I think it's really, really cool. 
Join me tomorrow for an episode out of Exodus, and I'm going to be with my sister tomorrow, so I'm really excited about that. She's going to be helping me a little bit more often, I think, on the podcast, probably once a month or so. She's going to be co-hosting an episode with me. So join me tomorrow to hear me and my sister as we co-host an episode out of Exodus. Now, of course, my episodes air at 6 a.m., but that doesn't mean you have to wake up at 6 a.m. to listen in. You can listen in whenever you want. The episodes never expire, Um, so please just feel free to listen in tomorrow whenever you want, and here's some uh, good discussions about Exodus chapter 21. We are flying through Exodus. We are halfway done with it, and Mark is actually the shortest gospel, so we're actually flying through Mark as well. We're not halfway done with it yet, but we're getting pretty close. But anyway, friends and faithful listeners, I've got really nothing else to say today except happy listening and God bless. Thank you.